Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer our thanks to Purple Pain Forums for allowing us to post our podcast there. So if you're looking for an online forum for passionate Vikings fans, feel free to check out purplepainforums.com. Also want to give a shout out to Purple PTSD for giving us a chance to post our podcast there as well. Be sure to check out the great Vikings coverage over at purpleptsd.com. And Kyle and Sam back again to talk about, in some ways, unfortunately, uh, another preseason game in the sense that uh, I think Kyle and I both agreed that uh, last week's game against the 49ers was a little bit of a snooze fest. And if possible, this one might have been less entertaining. Uh, I'll say kindly it uh there was a lot lacking i don't know i was trying to remember this morning we, i know the game was saturday night we're recording monday morning i was trying to remember what some of the highlights would have been and uh i think that the punt in the third yeah. quarter might be up there and if a punt is one of the most exciting plays from a game uh that's a big sign um maybe you right. disagree maybe you got something else that came to mind but that game lacked uh a lot. Well, what I would say was that um, if you had just left a blank and say, you know, I can't even really think of any highlights. The first thing I would have said was, what about that punt? Right. That was like the first thing, like Ryan, right. was excellent. Um, and I, I got this wrong basically throughout the off season. Um, I mean, I think I've always been in favor of bringing in camp competition uh, for punters, for kickers. Um, these, you know, pressure scenarios a lot of times, especially for a field goal kicker, but, um yeah you have to have to earn it and I, I think that's important and but the whole time I was leaning towards the veteran Jordan Berry but man I got this wrong and Ryan Wright I mean my gosh that was a sensational game when it comes to punting I'm looking at the stats now so he had four punts on average they went for 56.3 yards and then he landed three of them inside the 20. so you're talking about like distance and obviously that's connected to your, your field position. We're getting three of them inside the 20 of your four. Like, excellent, excellent game. And then shout out to Greg Joseph, who's continued. I believe he's perfect this preseason in all kicking matters with extra points and field goals. And then he drilled a 58-yarder. And I recognize that's in Denver. Obviously, the ball travels easier in Denver, and I get that. But even still, dude drilled a 58-yarder. And so tip of the cap to Mr. Joseph. And... Um, I really like him. I, I really like Joseph. I always go back to him missing in week two last year and he owned it in the media and said, I'm not going to let this define me. I'm going to come back from this and be better. And then credit the guy, give him credit because he ended up having a strong year and he looks excellent. So I know we're all kind of a little bit nervous about Viking special teams, especially, you know, when it comes to field goals and that sort of thing, but credit to Ryan Wright and credit to Greg Joseph. They were both excellent. No, they were. And uh, a couple of things. I, one of the broadcasts, I can't remember, I don't think it was this week. I think it was one of the past weeks and been listening to the broadcast and often it ends up being the other team's kind of mm-hmm. uh, team. And right. they refer to Greg Joseph as one of the better kickers in the NFL. And I remember hearing that and kind of was a little thrown off thinking like, does this guy really have that kind of credibility? But he, like he said, there's certainly that that miss early last season kind of, I think, left 
things feeling a little bit rocky, but he was quite steady from there on out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you saw Dustin Baker's tweet, but just mentioning that uh, that 58 yard field goal, if it was in the regular season, would have been the longest Vikings field goal in their team history. Is that right? I didn't realize that. I mean, anytime you're, anytime you're flirting with 60 yards, even in Denver, anytime you're getting to the high fifties and maybe even if you touch 60, 60 yards, 61 yards, I mean, that is just remarkable, remarkable stuff. So credit to Joseph again. Yeah. Well, uh, as you can tell, we're talking about special teams to start off the show. Yeah, so, right. uh, not right. a whole lot today. Uh, we certainly know that there's much that we're anticipating, but uh, with the cuts, I know we, by Tuesday, uh, we're going to have a whole boatload of guys that are, are going to be um, not on this 50 man or 53 man roster. I know we got yeah. the practice squad and they're going to be interesting to see how that all fills out. Uh, I don't know. If, is there anything from that game? I think we certainly try to hold ourselves to a spot where we talk about the positives. Uh, there were certainly some noteworthy uh, poor performances I think that I saw and I don't mm-hmm. know if we really want to talk about that I don't think that's necessarily helpful um, is there anything I guess from this past week whether it's uh, the trade for quarterback or anything from that game that you think is is worth talking about well I'll say that uh, Smith-Marset made a few nice plays senior Smith-Marset and so I think it's to me, it seems clear. I don't make any decisions in the organization, so thank God for that. But to me, it seems clear that he's the fourth wide receiver, and I think that's a good thing. Um, and then I'll also give a shout out to Ty Chandler, fifth-round rookie, give five carries, 44 yards. Uh, and so he has been, like, excellent. Like, he's, he's balanced, he's explosive, he's tough, he's competitive. Like, when he carries the ball, uh, he's not going down, generally speaking, on first contact, right? Like, he is hard to bring down moves really really well um it's possible he's their third running back right now like if they want to maybe protect Wong Wu and and use him you know in a really prominent role for kickoffs on special teams it's possible that you know you get Dalvin Cook Alexander Madison and then Ty Chandler um again I don't know I don't make these decisions and that's a good thing but the dude has been really impressive in the in the preseason I, I, I think um yeah, excellent, excellent play in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. No, there was certainly, I, like you talked about the um, Mir Smith-Marset, and I think there, like I start to think, okay, there were some good plays. And even like there was moments where I thought Kellen Mond looked good. I think that for us to yeah. get into the quarterback thing is, uh, I feel there's a lot of conversation around it. And and in that, I think that, um, I don't know, I find I'm just cheering for Mond to do well. Like I so want my I'd like, yeah, I so really, I want him to do well. I like, I really want him to like kind of stand out. And there are plays where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a NFL quarterback. And there's mm-hmm. other times where I'm like, oh man, it's just the, the consistency isn't there yet. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think that's certainly one player to, to look out for. I, I, I think, yeah, mentioning Chandler, mentioning uh, Amir Smith Marset, certainly some good things there. Um, I think maybe just a, a quick note. Brutal news about uh, BC Johnson for yeah. second year in a Freak. row. That's that's um, that's pretty it's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. You feel for the guy, right? Uh, he was a late round pick. I think he was a seventh rounder, right? And this is his fourth NFL season. He missed last year with a knee injury. Now another one ACL, right? 
And so it's, it's just such a tough break. Like I, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, just, there's a lot of little things I think that just noticing watching a forward really, that's a, that's a tough, tough one and tough, tough news. Um, mm-hmm. So again, I think that we, we look back on this preseason. Uh, I don't know how much we really have to take from it. I think certainly one of the things that we now realize is that there's a lot going on in training camps. Uh, the, the preseason we get to watch on, on TV, uh, but there certainly has been a lot of battling. And I think the Vikings are left with some tough decisions. And I think certainly mm-hmm. there's some encouraging pieces in terms of seeing a lot of depth. I, I think about the running back position. I think about the wide receiver position. Uh, yeah. There's other ones that maybe you're not feeling as confident about. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe what are you looking for or like what are you kind of interested in as you look over the decisions that are making the next 48 hours uh are you looking at names are you looking at kind of positional breakdown and numbers they're keeping what is on your mind as you think about the decisions that the vikings are going to make i mean overall position numbers you know they kept this many offensive linemen or they kept this many pass rushers or corners right or whatever the case may be quarterbacks even you know what I mean? Like, are they going to keep two or three quarterbacks? Um, I just, I mean, I'll say this here and I'll end up be proven wrong, but I just don't think there's any way they keep four. So, I mean, three would seem to be the max, you know, and then who among the three, you know, among the four um, makes it as the top three. I, I suspect is going to be Mullins, Mons, and Cousins, but we'll see. So, obviously, just the numbers are fascinating. But then, you know, a lot of our focus when we cover this stuff is surprise cuts, right? But then if we kind of spin that, um, surprise addition isn't the right word, but, you know, somewhat surprising the players made the team, right? And, and, and try to be, spin that a little more positively. Um, you know, one player who I've been, you know, I think reasonably consistent on through the offseason, who I think will make this team is Jalen Naylor, a rookie wide receiver, especially so with the unfortunate news for BC Johnson. Um, you know, if you take a step back and assess the roster as a whole, the Vikings have done very well at keeping players healthy. And you feel for the individual guys who are struggling with injuries. But when you look at the team as a whole, you say, you know, they've Kevin O'Connell and the, uh, you know, the staff, whether it be the workout staff or the, you know, the medical team, the players themselves, they've all done a good job of trying to ensure health. Um, and so apart from a couple notable instances, it's a healthy team. Um, and so you kind of look at guys who, you know, who might be a little bit surprising to make it, uh, I'm looking at Jalen Naylor. I think he makes the team both as depth wide receiver and as someone who has been discussed as an option for punt return. And so if for whatever reason, Smith Marset struggles, um, I think Naylor, according to my understanding is going to be kind of that next man up unless they add somebody, because that's the thing. So, I mean, the Vikings, you make those 27 cuts dropping from 80 to 53. Well, every team is doing that. Right. And, and so, of course, the, the scouting department has been working a lot, I'm sure, to kind of evaluate, you know, who these players are. Right. And so when they're cut, when they're available, um, keep an eye on who the Vikings make a move for, whether it be to sign them to their practice squad or maybe, you know, even to their 53 man roster. Um, it's mostly about subtractions th- this time of year, but also focusing on who some of those surprises are who make the team and then also who the Vikings target to, you know, sign from another organization to come and help the Vikings hopefully win a lot of football games. 
Um, do you have any, I'm trying to put you on the spot here. Jalen Naylor would be kind of one of my surprise um, players to make the team. Surprising just in the sense that I, I think that it's, you know, he's in a true competition and there's no guarantee. Um, no, not meant to be a disrespect or anything to him or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's tough to make it as a receiver on the Vikings roster. And he's a, he's a rookie um, who wasn't cho- chosen very high. So in that sense, it's somewhat surprising. Um, would you have any names? Do you think, Sam? I mean, I, I've been going back and forth between Jalen Naylor and uh, Luigi Villan, um as an edge rusher. I wonder if he'll make it as well, and that'd be somewhat surprising given that he was an undrafted free agent. Um, does that anyone come to mind for you? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because you're certainly more plugged into this than I am in terms of like who's a surprise yeah. and, and who's not. I know uh, one of the names that has been thrown around, I've seen people talk about as a surprise who I think is played really well in the preseason um McGill um yeah T.Y. McGill and and uh and so I I think that it's an interesting position for the Vikings uh and I think that certainly have some depth there and and maybe he's a guy that that makes this roster um but I like you said I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting I think you talked about like getting down to 53 I think it feels hard at least from a fan perspective, I'm sure it's hard from a management perspective too. Um, but maybe you actually are even getting down to uh, cutting more than that, and then adding some guys from yep. other teams. And I know the Broncos. It was interesting the the uh, broadcast team uh, exactly. ma- mentioned a few times, like, "Oh, you know what? If this guy isn't on their 53 man roster, he's going to be on another roster." And I kind of yeah. found myself doubting that in a sense that, like, how many guys are actually going to be able to crack? Like if you don't make that fifty-three man roster, it feels like the it's your odds are slim in being picked up by another team. But it certainly is possible, and it certainly happens. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Again, I'm. It would be hard to predict who's going to be cut by other teams and who's going to get picked up. But I, I am, like you said, I, and I think you've done some writing on this too. Um, just kind of curious about what the Vikings end up doing, and is there any one that's out there on the the waiver wire that uh, they can add? from a team that's got a lot of depth at a position that the Vikings might be a little bit more thin on. Right. Yeah. And, and that's really what it is. A lot of times it's not really about, Oh, Sam got cut by team X. Well, that, that's because Sam's a bad football player. It's like, well, no, maybe just Sam is competing against like, you know, like a really excellent deep position group on this team. And it just so happens there's more of a need, you know, in the Vikings. And so it's not really about being a bad football player. It's about being maybe a bad fit or, or bad timing. And uh, it's just about getting an opportunity elsewhere. So if the Vikings can pick up a player or two like that, who in reality have the capacity to be good NFL football players who just, for one reason or another, didn't work out on the current team, but they can come to Minnesota and help Minnesota. I say freaking right. You know, that, that's, that's exciting, right? And, and a lot of ways, that's what we want to see. We want to see, you know, we already know Kirk Cousins is going to make a team. We already know Justin, you know, a lot of these guys, Justin Jefferson, et cetera, like we just, but a lot of these guys, depth guys, can come in, you know, maybe surprise us and do good things and put together a strong career. Like that's what we're hoping to see, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's gonna be fascinating. So I, again, we're we're certainly in this interesting position today where we're predicting what's to happen or just kind of waiting for news to drop. And so exactly. uh, again, we've got now we're we're waiting for that and then waiting for. Um, the 11th for for the preseason to start so uh i think 
we'll we'll certainly be able to to talk before that meeting on the 11th uh, before the game on the 11th and and talk about what this roster does look like and i think certainly we'll be able to have a little bit more of a breakdown in terms of where they're going what they're looking like mm-hmm. um, but interesting interesting situation i again i can't imagine um there's a whole lot of optimism to pull from the preseason games that we watch but i think that Again, it sounds like there's been some good things in in training camp, and and we have to realize that there was a a bunch of players that did not even touch the field in preseason that are going to be every day, uh, almost every play, uh, yeah. yeah, players on this on this roster. Exactly, uh, guys on the offense, things guys on the defense. Um, this the team that we've been watching the last few weeks is nowhere close to the team that uh, we watch in game one. Exactly. It's nothing to add to that. It's what Sam's saying is good to have a little bit of perspective, keep it in perspective. This is just a preseason. And I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Belichick just spoke about that, just basically saying that a lot of times it's not about, um, you know, the game's outcome. You know, far be it for me to misquote or misunderstand Bill Belichick, but... uh, I think he's the point he's trying to make is basically this is about player evaluation, right? And the players who are playing, you know, what do we see from them? How can we keep building on their strengths? And how can we, you know, improve some of the weaknesses and, and basically go from there? So basically just keep it in perspective and understand what the preseason is really about. Yeah. And and staying healthy. I know they they mentioned yes. just the fact that yeah. Yeah. Uh, O'Connell's coming from the Rams where they were very conservative in terms of the players that they were playing in the, yeah. in the preseason. And again, there's they see some of the injuries that have happened uh like injuries injuries are going to happen and so to make sure that mm-hmm. this team is as healthy as possible um yeah again i i it's it's not worth it to for for to watch one one series of of cousins and jefferson and thielen uh yeah. to to risk injury so yeah looking sure. forward to season starting looking forward to seeing the guys that are the names or are the playmakers uh, to hit the field week one. But other than that, I think uh, we'll put a wrap on this and and we'll get a chance to talk shortly about the cuts that are going to happen. So yeah, be sure to check out podcasts, be sure to check out uh, some writing. You want to do a plug here in terms of where people can look, uh, where yeah. can they find your, your coverage on all Vikings news that's that's breaking yeah well it's, uh, these days it's almost exclusive not exclusively but vast majority is purpleptsd.com and so if um vikings writing is something you enjoy then feel free to hop over there and hopefully you find something you enjoy yeah perfect kyle does a great job of breaking it down into things that even i can understand so uh be sure to <laughs> be sure to go check out uh the, the writing there and lots to lots to talk about and lots of anticipation. So take care, everyone. Have a good week. We'll be back shortly and uh, September 11th. We'll be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. Take care, everyone. Bye.